sleigh bells ring are you listening in the lane snow is glistening a beautiful sight we're happy tonight walking in a winter wonderland gone away is a bluebird here to stay is the new bird he sings a love song as we go along walking in a winter wonderland in the meadow we can build a snow and then pretend that he is parson brown he'll say are you married we'll say no man but, but you, you can, can do the job of your town later on we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face on the frame the plans that we made walking in a winter wonder joy to the walking in a winter wonderland walking in a winter wonderland later on we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland later on we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we Welcome to the Christian Secular Music Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Ariel. Hello. And this is my co-host. Hi, I am Hannah. I really wish you could see our fun actions because they're just such a big part of our personalities. But welcome to our podcast. Um, We are podcasting about Christian things and secular music and how they go together. And it's just two chicks having a really good time. Hanging out. Such a good time. The best time. time. So yeah, enjoy enjoy this podcast and join us along for the ride. So on today's episode of the CSMP, um, we decided The CSMP. Hacking girl, get it. Yes. All right, you got it. You're gonna record the intro for next time. Okay. So We're going to be talking about music as memories today, which is extremely timely in regards to the Christmas season and all of those good things. So Hannah, you you specifically picked this topic. So do you want to jump and start in and talk about some stuff? Or, um, Yeah, I really would. So when we talked about wanting to do a Christmas Christmas holiday episode, it got me thinking about, well, okay, so I'll, I'll tell my little story first about the, the true actual reason why I wanted to talk about this is because um, I had been having a long day. This was like a month ago when it snowed 
Um, now there's no snow right now, but it's okay. Um, but it snowed and I just, I like had that buzzing feeling in my brain where I wasn't getting the things done that I wanted to get done. I didn't feel focused. I didn't feel very centered in myself. And so I went on like a walk. I went on a walk, like an evening, evening walk in the snow. And I just like walking. And so the song Walking in a Winter Wonderland popped into my head. And so I was thinking about that song and how there's so many songs in general, both uh, worship songs and Christmas songs where you, I, I don't think about the lyrics. I don't think about what I'm singing, um, which is something I'm excited to talk about later is that idea of singing worship songs and realizing that, do I believe the words? I don't know. I haven't even thought about it, but I'm walking. It's beautiful. It's snowy. It's quiet. And the, I, I think of the line, um, to face unafraid the plans that we've made walking in a winter wonderland. And that struck me because I thought, what what a deep line. You know, one second we're talking about a bluebird. We're talking about a Parson, Parson Brown. We're just chilling. It's kind of goofy. And all of a sudden, it's like to face unafraid the plans that we've made. And it struck me in my heart. And I don't know, now, now when I sing that song, I have that whole memory attached to it because then I got back home and I was able to complete some things I wanted to complete. And I just kept thinking in my head to face unafraid the plans that we've made. I don't know. It just kind of pulled out my heartstring in it. So it made me really want to think about, first of all, what the heck are the words in all of these Christmas songs I sing every heck in year? And, you know, also like worship songs that I don't give a second thought to. So that is why I wanted to talk about this, um, because I think that Christmas songs especially have this sense of nostalgia attached to them. And so really sometimes what makes those songs are the memories that are attached, um, attached to them. Yeah, definitely. When I, it's cool for me to hear you say that, um, this too, because this song especially is one of those popular like love songs right you know it's like two people they're like getting together they're having a good time um and but the but the thing that you pointed out for me is you're hearing the song on a nature walk and in the song they're on a nature walk right like they're out here Mm -hmm. doing their thing in the middle of winter which if if this song takes place in minnesota that's cold probably that's fine (laughs) good job job for you hope you wear your coat um but i think about how many different songs that we have especially like Christmas songs when you think about it mention about the nature and the world praising joy and having singing songs right so like in this song specifically you know like you're outside you're walking um they're gonna get married it's gonna be great but the overlay that I did for this piece specifically I used joy to the world and in that one it's and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing they're singing their praises you know um I think of songs like what else is there out there? Low How a Rose Air Blooming mentions the rose in nature. Um, what else is there? Away in the manger. Animals in the manger, right? Like there's so much of that nature part that kind of, for me, is jumping out at this before we talk about the plans because that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. whole nother mood. Um, and I like that. I like your take on that and where that can go for maybe unmarried people 
or people mm-hmm. who are not in partnership. But I don't know. I really like that you bring about that too. Cause I think especially cause winter can be such a hard time for people, like a really hard time, especially right now. And like, that's the fun thing too, is we're starting this podcast amid this COVID business. And yes. I'm like, it's a really hard time for people. And you know, one of the things, um, so a little background, mini background, I work for a church, right? And so one of the things that we're talking about as we're planning ahead is it's like, well, you know, these months are going to be really, really difficult. But, you know, if you're out in southern land, it's going to be a little bit warmer. You're going to be able to escape your house more, whereas here, not so much. And so I love that you bring this song to that because I think, too, this one holds such memories for people. It brings people a sense of warmth and comfort even in a time that's really maybe not going to be so so happy I guess yeah oh can I like ping off of that yeah please okay uh you're talking and it was I think I got clearer clearer on how it makes me feel based on the things you said so thank you for saying them um what if I mean what you know the COVID business the winter time what if we took that time and and reframed it as like, this is time to get centered. Mm-hmm. Like it's winter time and it's, it's time right now where in Minnesota, we're bundling up. We're like in our homes, it's cozy, it's warm. And it's a little bit, it's like a little bit of come of like coming into yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, of course, you're reaching out because it typically around the holiday time, um, you want to connect with other people, but yeah, uh, I'm not, that's like, that's like, I have the lasagna noodles on the counter and I have maybe got the feta cheese ready, but I have not put it together. That's what that thought is. It's unbaked lasagna on the countertop. But maybe there's something about like repurposing or reframing this time is a time to kind of come into yourself. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, ping, ping. Mm-hmm. Is that our thing now? I know. We'll just ping. Ping <laughs> well, and originally, you know, when you when we when we recorded last last not last week, a couple weeks ago, whenever we <laughs> recorded that, and last month, there we go. Um, mm-hmm. The first the first thing that you you brought this idea to me, and I was like, oh well, how do we like what what about that? Can I relate to? Jesus, right? Because that's yeah. the whole point of this podcast. And I was <laughs> thinking about it, and I, you know, the first thing that I thought about was light, right? Like that idea of Jesus as the light and the way, and that that flame inside us of giving us that warmth. And so when I when you hear when I hear that from you about that internalizing and how do we reclaim that, I think of the light and the fire of Jesus that's inside of you, right? And I think, you know, one of the biggest images of Christmas, and especially in songs, right? So like if we're thinking of memories, like think Silent Night, right? You've got Silent Night. Again, a nature song, right? It's explaining all about um, the world is quiet and still and beautiful. There's stars twinkling and everything, but we're singing because this this baby's born, right? That flame is born. But during the Christmas season, during Advent, the period of waiting for Jesus to come, there's never a time when the, f- the flame is an angry flame, right? Like if you think of um, Pentecost, which is the day that the fire came down above everybody's heads, the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit fire is this big, giant, flaming, passionate, hallelujah, Jesus, amen. Can I get an amen from the back thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> like what it is. Um, 
but at Christmas time, it's that that small, that small ember, that small flame, that quiet internal flame until we get Jesus and then it becomes bigger. And so I think of, you know, remembering that and not to not to use that coined phrase, Jesus is the reason for the season, but right like that reclaiming and reflecting on ourselves, finding that ember, finding that Jesus moment and letting it come to fruition in your waiting time. As you sit and you think in the waiting of Advent, mm-hmm. you're reflecting in the waiting of Advent and then Christmas comes and that's when you go, yeah, all right, big flame. It's time, let's time to, to go, which then of course relates to your, you know, the plans that we made in the song, of course, is the they got married. They're going to get married, which is exciting. Yeah. But for me, when you say that, too, is it's like, you know, the coming of the new year. And we're like, OK, we're planning ahead. We're getting ready. I've reclaimed myself. Now, how am I going to do that? Let's go and take it on. And for me, that that I love when you bring things to me. because I was like, yeah, that's that's what we got to do. That's got what we do right now. We got to reclaim ourselves as much as we have to reclaim a season that's been, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind sharing my season with people all over the world. I think it's fine. There's, there's room and space to be Christian, to be Jewish, to be pagan, to be whatever you need to be, but. Holler at that. I love, I love, uh, I love everything you just said. And our, I was going to say our viewers, our listeners cannot see it, but we're, we're on like a zoom call right now. And Ariel's talking and it's just like Hannah's like hands to the face like <laughs> just a lot. I'm just like moving my arms at different angles because I'm emoting and she has a candle yeah, Jonathan who's my partner he lit this candle while while we were talking and I was just like the symbolism that he doesn't even know I just but I love that and I think uh, at least for me so when I think about when I think about my relationship to the world, my relationship to God, um, there's there is like I think so much to be said for like seeking, like we're saying, like seeking things like inside yourself, and I think that part of that is like I am like a God created like being. Like, God's creative. I think that God is, like, hella creative. And so I'm a God-created being. And so how could, like, like you said, like, there's there's stuff in me that can help me connect to the world and connect to my faith. And I think that sometimes maybe there's, like, this idea that if you, like, oh, well, if you're seeking out your own personal development, does that mean you're not you're not reaching out to the world or connecting with God. But I don't think, I personally don't think that's true because I think that in my own discovery of like trying to figure out my purpose and where my space is, that that has brought me a lot closer to my faith than sometimes doing like quote unquote Christian things. That is so important. (laughs) Like I, uh, 
you have no idea how much it resonates with me the that need to do things that fill us more and relate us more than what we're told we have to do what we're supposed to as as i said in the last one subscribe to right like i i love to use that that terminology because i think especially in today's day and age when we think of like all the social media right like what do yeah. i subs- what do i hit my like on what do i hit my subscribe to and there's so many options and there's so many different ways that you can that. you can do that right and i think at christmas time that can be especially hard for some people um so i'm i'm privy i'm part of a bunch of different um groups that are exploring theology between my seminary and like progressiveness and all this stuff like i'm part of tons of different groups on facebook with that um but a lot of the stuff i see is people are like you know it's christmas time and i i hear these songs i hear these carols like there's traditional services that are, are all part of my growing up but there's a glow around the growing up right there's a glow around baby jesus there's a glow around a child in a manger who is born to save the world, right? Like it's a superhero story and you grow up and then you see all the things that your church has done that have hurt people that continue to hurt people, the actions they're not taking to reconcile those things and it burns you out. And then you get to Christmas and your family's like, please come to church with me. Like come do the Christmas Eve service. And you want to go because you have such fond memories of that moment, right? Like you're like, this is that Christmas Eve service I went to with grandma when she was still alive and we made cookies afterwards and we sang this song and held our candles and it was this beautiful moment. But if you're only having those beautiful moments on Christmas, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that's why that hurts. And so that really resonates with me because, you know, and as we were talking about, you know, like we, that returning in and that reflection time is it often gets dismissed in the um, hustle and bustles in the silver, is that yeah. silver song? Silver bells, city sidewalks, busy sidewalks. sidewalks. It's a holiday song. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. 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 And it's all about being busy and all of those things. And it doesn't mention Jesus at all. But you know what? It's yeah. one of my grandma's favorite Christmas songs. And I like it because yeah. she likes it. And it's a pretty song. But all of the meanings that it reflects on is none of the family love or the fact that if you subscribe to the theology of Jesus being divine, right? That's an important key. That's an important key to celebrating Christ mass rather than Christmas, right? Like mm. if you don't believe that Jesus is divine, Christ mass is not for you because you're literally celebrating the baby who has come to save the world, which is a whole <laughs> That's a whole nother theological thing. Because I believe in Jesus and I'm, I will celebrate, I will celebrate with my fellow Capricorn. Because by the way, <laughs> I was born on the 23rd. Jesus was quote unquote born on the 25th. Not really, but whatever. Uh, we'll call Jesus a Capricorn just because what a phrase. What a, what a sound bite. Okay, so Hannah, Miss Hannah. Yes. We are back from our mini break here where we're just mm-hmm. hanging and jamming. It's super cool. And I wanted to share with you, um, you know, as we're talking about m- memories and uh, music and what it does to highlight those, I put out on the Facebook, I said, Project Help Time, what is your favorite <laughs> song and what does it mean to you? And so I had a few comments. And so I just kind of wanted to share a couple of them, uh, which is so fun. Um, 
that and so this is Christmas, the John Lennon one with uh with was it? Yoko. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should know this. My uncle's in a tribute band. Uh Peace and Love. This one says uh one of my favorites is Pretty Paper, and I think I like it because my dad and her dad is past this is a relative of mine. Um who used to play it on the record player and let me stand on his feet while we danced around the living room. So that's a good one. Oh. Um my sister put last Christmas and her response was, I just like wham, which is so funny because I, I have I have memories of my with my sister and she's she's in Virginia right now. Her husband is Navy. Um, so they're stationed there. And so for me, that song, I hear it. I think of her because we've done the silliest videos to that. Mm-hmm. Um, this friend of mine put a rendition of Silent Night by Mannheim Steamroller, who's a love Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. Um, but he says, my mom introduced it to me when I was little. And she would always go on about how peaceful and moving this track is. I agreed with her then, and I still agree with her now. Um, another friend of mine said, do you hear what I hear? My great-grandma used to play it all the time at Christmas, so it brings back so many memories of the family mm-hmm. sitting around opening presents and remembering a special day. Um, another relative of mine shared Christmas Through Your Eyes by Gloria Estefan, which I've never heard, so I'll have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a friend of mine from Kentucky Shout out to you, my friend. He's so great. I love him. Said he came across a song last night called Opened Up the Heavens. That's cool. Um, Let's see. Love came for me. Not everyone's cup of tea since the last verse merges the nativity and the cross. But this Jesus girl loves the song. She's a really cool seminary friend of mine. So I've never heard it, though. So I have to listen to it. Um, Oh, Holy Night. Touching and Meaningful Words. The theme for the Die Hard movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bless up bless up christmas wrapping by the waitresses doesn't really mean anything but it sounds good and then this last one here that said bing crosby's white christmas it reminds me of my great grandparents in christmas 1945 uh grandpa was grandma's christmas present when he came home from world war ii so already i mean most of these touch on memories for people of family and bringing people together and I think that's just so lovely I love that my sister commented that makes me so happy I really love my sister I'm sorry I have she's she's great she's going through a lot right now so oh shout out shout out to you autumn on my podcast (laughs) oh man I love that me too. Hannah, um, you didn't comment on my post, though, but I assume that's because you were going to share with me in this podcast format what your favorite Christmas song or memories are. Yeah. Um. So thinking about a, a memory I have is, so I mentioned A Solon is one of my favorite Christmas songs because it makes me think of my my family and their folk band that has been such a huge impact on my musical life and I have a very distinct memory of the summertime when they were recording their Christmas album and I was a child maybe like 10 years old and me and my sister and some other kids they knew in their life are on their Christmas album and so I remember I had swimming lessons right afterward and so my mom like drove me and my sister and we went into a real recording studio to sing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, 
as part of like a portion of their their CD that they made. And then she drove us to swim lessons afterwards. So I'm like in my swim suit because we had to, you know, that was, we had to go to swimming lessons afterward. And that was so cool. And I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, like we're in a recording studio. We're going to be on the CD. Um, Um, what about you, Ariel? Your famous song. That's so cute. <laughs> I love that so much. Wow. Oh. Oh, heckin'. Um, so that's like I learned that phrase from a friend of mine named Julia, and she lives in um Baltimore, but I met her in my internship, and she just would say oh heckin' all the time, and she's my favorite. Um, you would like her. You guys would go on a little. Anyway, um, so my, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my favorite Christmas songs. Um, in the spirit of sharing memories and just favorite Christmas songs, um, but then I want to share with you, uh, something a little different. So my favorite, I guess my favorite Christmas song of all time is a version. Of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen mixed with the We Three Kings by the Bare Naked Ladies, and it features Sarah McLaughlin. Um, and ironically, that's not actually a Christmas time song. It's an epiphany song because it's about the wise men, and the wise men don't come during Advent or Christmas. The wise men actually came two years after Jesus was born. So the wise men get thrown into the story, but um, it actually was not for another two years that we we saw them. Um but I love that song because, A, they do a really good job with it. But the the star of wonder, star of light mixed with, I don't know, it's just a really good jazzy song. And my parents introduced it to me, so I love it for that reason. Um, the other one that I really like is called Burrito de Belen, and it's a Spanish Christmas carol. Um, and the version that I know is by Juanes because I was looking up new artists, or not new artists, but like, I, I like I love Spanish. I love the language and I try really hard to embrace my own learning of Spanish. And so I was looking at Spanish carols and this one just had to be one of my favorite Spanish artists. Um, Burrito de Belen tells the story of a little boy who is um, walking with his donkey and is going to Bethlehem. And so the chorus goes, if I go, if I go, I'm going to go to Bethlehem. And so it's that, just that, that journey of this little boy, similar to um, the next song I'm going to talk about which isn't necessarily my favorite song, but it's been the song that's been hitting me the hardest at Christmas, and that's The Little Drummer Boy. Um, so th- specifically the Pentatonix version gets me so hard, um, but every time I've been listening to it, I've been crying about it. And um, so mini backstory. So for me, I have been reclaiming – so to talk about our, our uh, of ourselves – but I've been reclaiming what it means to have Christmas. I've been I've been reclaiming Christmas as Christ Mass for myself, um, because as a person who identifies as Christian and subscribes to a lot of Christian theologies, I I was feeling very hypocritical about teaching the things that I've been teaching to people, but not necessarily believing them or practicing them. And so, as I started working for the church again after my internship. I've I've been in the process, so, so the, I guess it's two years now, where I've been reclaiming what does Christmas actually mean, and this, so like the songs mm-hmm. that I listen to at Christmas time now aren't necessarily your all I want for Christmas is you's and your Winter Wonderlands and whatever, 
I very specifically and intentionally search out the first Noels, the Silent Nights, the Away in the Mangers, the anything that has to do with someone talking about Jesus intentionally I am finding because I need to. It's just something that I need to do for my personal mm-hmm. theology. Um, but this song specifically is hitting me this year because as, I, as I've been growing in my relationship with Jesus, um, I am realizing how much I am not giving to him, right? So like part of, you know, part of, you know, be, being saved is great and all that. Salvation is great and all that. But what happens after the salvation? What happened? You said, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus. Yes, and. And now I'm going to do X, Y, Z and act X, Y, Z and do X, Y, Z because that's what Jesus would want me to do, right? Like, again, the role model thing, right? So mm-hmm. when I'm listening to this song, The Little Drummer yeah. Boy, you know, in the song, he oh, – I'm going to cry. See, okay, so he you – can, you can hear my sermon mm-hmm. on the 27th for more of this, but he – yeah, the little drummer oh, boy approaches wait. Jesus and says, and we're and we're assuming, of course, because this is how it's portrayed in society. But we're assuming the little boy is like five or six years old, right? We're assuming he's not; he's probably mm-hmm. as old as ten, mm-hmm. but not anything older. And he approaches baby Jesus in the manger, presumably, and says, "Little baby, I'm a poor boy too. I have nothing to give you." Can I play a song for you? Can I play my drum for you? The one thing that I possess. I don't have money. I don't have gifts. I don't have food. I can't bring you any of that. But I have the gift of song. Can I give you that song? And Jesus says, yes. He smiles and he nods. Jesus as a baby meets this little drummer boy where he's at and says, yes, play me your song. That is the best gift you could ever bring me. Like, that is the kindest, most sweetest thing anyone has ever done for me. Thank you. And then the little drummer boy plays the songs, and the ox and lamb keep time, and all of this stuff, and the baby, I'm assuming, is ooing and eyeing because baby Jesus is just probably the most attentive baby ever. Baby. <laughs> and I hear that, and I go, that's all I can bring right now. Like, I don't make enough to, I don't, I barely make enough. Full disclosure, people, I barely make enough to get everything paid. Everything is paid. I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Like, I still manage to eat, all that stuff. But, like, there's nothing extra for me to give right now in this time of my life because it all has to go towards my bills and my school stuff and all of that, which is, like, fine. That's, like, the choice that I made and I live in it. But I can't give you a donation at Christmas time. I can't put money towards the theaters that need help. I can't give my money towards this. But Jesus reminds me that what I can give to people is my song. Because that is a gift that he has given me. And so I can sing. I can can sing and I can share my song. And I know that when I sing, like, at, at least for my relatives. I mean, I don't like to slight humble brag, I guess. But like... I sing and they go, thank you so much for singing like that. You have a lovely voice and that helped me to feel something. And so that's what I can give to Jesus. I can sing my praises and thanks and love to Jesus at Christmas time and go, yeah, this is all I got. But Jesus is like, that's fine, Ariel. Like, that is so okay. Keep doing that. And yeah. (laughs) I'm going to cry when I have to record my sermon. Good Lord. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, so that's... um. Uh, that's my favorite Christmas song right now. 
Um, and it doesn't necessarily fit the scripture anywhere, but it's a popular favorite. A lot of people have covered it and have done it. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my second sermon of the podcast. Yes. But I am really glad you shared that, and I also I'm really um, uh, you had me getting a little like feeling the lump in my throat when you were saying that. And so like I had, I had a moment recently that I would, I am calling them Mm. soul cry moments, soul cry moments, um, which is right now the, the phrase from the inside out, which is actually a worship song that I grew up singing, um, that I haven't quite like looked into, but, um, the phrase from the inside out, um, yeah, it's a good time. It's been uh, very present in my mind, very serendipitously in multiple ways and in my own um, in my own personal development. I've been leaning into that. And so it's, man, I did not expect to connect to this, but a, a like soul cry moment because it says like when my, you know, from the inside out, my soul, it cries out. Okay, so basically, you just talked about a little drummer. <laughs> I'm like putting this together because uh, you just said something and I was like, oh my gosh, it's getting me. <laughs> um, but you just talked about the little drummer boy and you talked about, um, you know, I am a poor, boy, a poor boy too. Like I played my drum for him. And uh, that just hits me because I two of my values that I've discovered that I can name is I really value creativity and my own creative growth um, is very important to me. And my relationships with my friends and family are very important to me. And for a long time, not even realizing it, um, I, I did not see those values as um, helping each other. I saw them in conflict. Because I, if I was doing something with like a friend or family, I hadn't made time to like work on the projects I wanted to work on. So I'd be half thinking about that and then vice versa. Like, oh, well, am I spending too much time working on my music and these goals and these dreams and these things that I'm chasing? And I have to say no to hanging out with friends and no to doing all these things. And why do these values feel like they don't, come together and recently like literally a week ago I had this realization that they can support each other like why am I think like they can support each other and it felt like this big thing where um because any I was doing I was practicing this goal setting method and the goal I had was to um purchase or make joy-filled Christmas gifts for important people in my life. So that is something that I wanted to do. And at the end of this goal setting method, you had to talk about your purpose. So why you were doing this. And one of the first things I thought, this is going on a whole tangent. So I hope that, you know, whether whether it's in the podcast or not, this is just the thing of it. And I want to share it with you because it's, um, so thank you for listening. But at the end of this like goal setting method that I'm doing for my mind setting class that I'm taking, um, 
you have to talk about the purpose. So it's like, why, why are you doing this goal? What is the purpose of it? And I'm um, one of the, the first thing I thought was, well, my purpose is I I'm doing this. It's called a star map. I'm doing this star map for this goal so that I can get better at them and then star map bigger and bigger and bigger goals. Um, and so I can do that for myself. And then that my second purpose is because I want to like love on people that I love. And then I thought, Hannah, wow, you selfish human. The first, your first thought in getting Christmas presents for your friends and like being intentional about it is for your own creative development. How horrible. And so then I was like journaling about it and I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to talk to myself that way. And like this, this ends here. <laughs> um, and I thought, no, like two, like two values that are so close and important to me are creativity and my relationship. So the fact that like, I am doing this goal and I'm able to like yoke is the phrase that comes to mind is yoke my creative development to something that is like bringing joy driven Christmas gifts to people who are important to me. Like, doesn't that, I must care about those people a whole heckin' lot if I'm going to tie my creativity to them. And so then um, it really impacted the way I thought about those two values and how they interact. And I was like, why, why do I feel like shame or guilt in wanting to like foster this creativity for myself because it's a really beautiful thing. And like, I can, I can like give that gift to people. And I was telling a friend about it and she was like listening and she was like, that's really interesting. And she was like, you know, she goes, honestly, she goes, I think it's pretty, she goes to me and she goes, it sounds really simple. She goes, why wouldn't you use this beautiful gift that you, it just sounds like to me that you're using this beautiful gift that you have to like love on people. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, like your creativity is not a selfish thing. So hearing you talk about that song, I'm really excited to go listen to it again because what an example of using like a, a creative gift that you have like to you know the like little drummer boy like is using his creativity to connect to Jesus and that's how I want to connect to Jesus and that is completely uh like Grouting. Reaching. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Hannah, there's not a selfish thing, but just for for the record, there is not a <laughs> selfish bone in your entire body. So I'm glad that you stopped yourself and saw that for what it really was because I was like, no, that's the sweetest, nicest thing you could ever do to make sure you're bringing joy to other people. Like, that's literally why Jesus was born. So like, no, I, I will always sit here and sing your praises though. So I'm not biased though. You're my friend because you are all of the things you are. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> thank you, Ariel. I appreciate that. So, oh man. Thank, uh, thank you for letting welcome. me break through that. That's what, I'm gonna be that's what this podcast that. is for. 
So now that you've gotten to hear from us about our Christmas memories and we've talked about this a little bit, um, we wanted to share with you our favorite Christmas songs covered by us. Um, so to end this podcast, you'll go ahead and hear uh, Hannah's song, A Solon, as performed by Hannah with me on some harmony. And then we will perform The Little Drummer where I'm singing and then Hannah's accompanying very well. So enjoy our versions of A Solon and The Little Drummer. Please go to Mrs. Sawkey. A apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry. Any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. God bless the master of this house and the mistress also, and all the little children that around your table grow. The cattle in your stable and the dog by your front door and all that dwells within your gates we wish you ten times more. Soul, soul, soul cake. Please good Mrs. a soul cake. An apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry. Any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. down into your cellar and see what you can find if the barrels are not empty we hope you will be kind we hope you will be kind with your apple and strawberry we'll come no more soul until this time next year soul 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 cake please go to mrs a soul cake apple a pear a cherry, any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. So, so, so cake. Please go to Mrs. A Soul Cake. Apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry, any good thing to make us all merry. One Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. So, so, so cake, please good Mrs. a so cake. Apple, a pear, a plum, a cherry, any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, two for Paul, three for him who made us all. Bum, bum, bum. 
before the king ba rum pum 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 rum pum 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 rum pum 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 so to honor him ba rum pum 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 when we come I am a poor one to pa-rum-pum-pum-pum I have no gift to bring pa-rum-pum-pum-pum That's fit to give our king pa-rum-pum-pum-pum Rum-pum-pum-pum, rum-pum-pum-pum Shall I play for you, brum-bum-bum-bum, on my drum? Then he nodded, brum-bum-bum-bum. The ox and lamb kept Time ba rum bum bum bum. I played my drum for him ba rum bum bum bum. I played my best for him ba rum bum 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 rum bum 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 rum bum 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 bum. Smiled at me, pum 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 pum, me and my drum, me and my drum, me and my drum. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Christian Secular Music Podcast, or the CSMP for short. Hannah, are you okay with playing us out? Oh, you bet I do, Ariel.